0: Hello. Welcome to this episode of the Harder to Kill podcast brought to you by Warrior Strength and Conditioning. I'm your host, Coach Shannon. For this episode, we're going to be talking to Coach Peyton. Hello, hello. So whenever I have a coach on or like Kyle or you, I just I'm going to bring you into the announcements because that just makes sense. Because we can talk about the calories for kids. That's the next event that we have coming up this episode is actually going to be posted after the random partner competition so I don't want to be telling people to sign up (laughs) for that we'll do a recap maybe of it like on the next episode or on one of the episodes but um anyways so we have our charity event that's coming up December 10th yes and I saw that you had put out like a bunch of info on it So is it like live to sign up and everything? We have
1: a Facebook event, so it's called Calories for Kids, and that's open to the public. Um, I think I invited everyone from our community page, but anyone can invite anyone onto it. Um, We made a flyer. It's also posted in the Facebook event. Say we'll start sharing that. We'll get some flyers printed out, posted in the gym. And then it's actually an Instagram on our uh, link tree. So if we have like Mm. a link in our bio. So you can click that. That has the heats for the sign up because I'm going to make an Instagram post in the future. And then you can sign up that way, too. But if you are a Warrior Strength and Conditioning member, you can sign up straight from your Warrior app. But if you're a non-member, you need to go to the links.
0: All right. Sounds good. So if you have a non-member... That wants to sign up to be on your team you can send them the link yes. or direct them to the link
1: yeah you can send them the link or direct them to the link uh yeah. just make sure you send the right link because there's two separate links so there's a link for the 8:30 heat sign up and then a link for the 9:30 heat sign up okay um in the facebook event page so the calories for kids page uh, both of those links are in the description
0: oh okay sounds good so go
1: to the facebook page if you want to get the link and then just a reminder kids will be sign up
0: on-site day of. And yeah. that will be cash or Venmo. So we'll okay. have that all set up on S- day of. Sounds good. Um, our holiday hours for the Thanksgiving are going to be Wednesday. We'll have a 5.15, 30, and a noon class. So enjoy your – get your workout in early or just enjoy your day off on Wednesday. And then Thursday for Thanksgiving, we're going to do an 8 a.m. workout. We always do – Something fun, kind of like partner style, longer grind style workout, usually. And then Friday, we're going to be closed. And then Saturday, we'll have an 8 a.m. at least. That's what we have right now, right? Yes, okay. that is
1: the plan. Say we <laughs> put it in the recap email. So that is the official holiday schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and since if you are a sweat member only membership, so if you noticed Wednesday and Thursday, there is no 6 p.m. sweat class, uh, sweat membership. If you have that only membership, you can come to any of the regular classes. So on Wednesday, if you have the day off, you can totally come to a 515, 830 or a new the noon
0: class. He's so it's if- coming at 515 on their day off. I don't know. No, one, there will be no people. One. There will well, the totally people be that people. have to work. might yeah. still come. I think at there are still people that um, are
1: working Wednesday,
0: but I'm sure there are. It's just my kids don't have school on Wednesday, and so I feel like there's probably a lot of people who do take that day off. Yeah. When I feel
1: like in the past, normally when we have our holiday schedule, it's from things that, from the past and i remember yeah. like having evening classes and then you have like two or three people i so. know yeah but yeah so just know if you have a sweat only membership on wednesday thursday and saturday you are more than welcome to come mm-hmm. to any of those classes yeah since we will plus not we do have sweat
0: class. that 24 hour access option so obviously you could come in anytime and do the workout if it fits your schedule better if yeah. you have a 24 hour access so anyways For sure enjoy your holiday. And if you miss one workout, you will be fine. We do have a at-home workout
1: ebook. So that is in the recap email. And if you don't have that and you want it and you didn't see it in the email, you can shoot me a message and I'll send it to you.
0: There you go. So at-home workouts. Did you get those developed from when we were closed for? Um, I the- <laughs> So I
1: just, I made it recently. Like couple months ago uh but i took a lot of the workouts from when we
0: were during yeah quarantine. when we were at home yeah <laughs> makes sense makes sense um okay so let's go ahead and get into it so we did a nutrition challenge last month for october it was the 800 gram challenge So why don't you go ahead and recap for us how that went? (laughs) Who's the winners? (laughs) Went really good. I
1: think we had, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I think we had anywhere from 18 to 22 people. And that would be including uh, some of us coaches too. So I think it was about 18 non-coaches that (laughs) were a part of the challenge. Um, say Rochelle and Brie both tied for overall winner. So we had an overall winner and then a participation winner.
0: How did you become an overall winner?
1: So overall winner is that you got all your points every single day and, um, yeah, every
0: day and just got your points every day, got your points
1: every day. So they hit 800. Plus grams of vegetables every day. There is always an exercise point every day. So if they didn't make it into the gym, they went on like a walk mm-hmm. to get their 30 minutes of intentional exercise. And then there would be like, I think it was the first two weeks, there was an extra point for there's educational videos if you watch those. Um, One of the weeks it was, you had leafy greens, like 50 grams of leafy greens. So they got those bonus points. There was also like a bonus point one week for you had to share one of your meals that had uh, 225 plus grams of veggies in it. So, that so they real, did the extra credit, yes, too. Yes, they got all the extra credit. They got all the points. Of course they did.
0: <laughs> I know. Uh, Do you I, suppose I, they're mad? Because I feel like both Rochelle and Bree are both, like, perfectionist-type people that, like, you know, like, A-plus students. Like, I'm doing the extra credit. I'm getting 100%. I'm doing everything assigned to me. Do you suppose it's, like, are you, like, annoyed that you, like, somebody someone else, did else it. Does it too? I know Bree <laughs>
1: told me she was watching the leaderboard. <laughs> but, yeah, so she they both... Um, crushed it so for them we just uh since it was a tie we did a random name picker online so i just put their names in so rochelle's name was picked so Mm -hmm. she was our overall winner and then it was funny though because then uh, we had a overall participation winner so the participation winner was just that you logged in sugar wad every day so it didn't matter if you got all your points you were still
0: logging every day so that was our overall i think that that's important because usually on those challenges. If people it's easy to don't, get in an all out of nothing. Yeah, mindset. if they don't get the whole thing, then they don't want to log. But the whole point of it was as a learning opportunity, something to so like maybe when you started out, you weren't able to get all your points, but like it's to learn and to grow. So like, you still want to be logging every day so you can reflect back and you can maybe reflect back on why you didn't get all your points or like whatever, you know, Right. or
1: instead of just being like, Oh, I'd this day. So, so now I'm just I, not going to do yeah, it. I have yeah. no chance of winning. So, um, but yeah, so we actually had a six way tie and that was between Rochelle and Brie, of course, cause they're the overall and then faith Kirsten, Cindy Sparks, and then Julie. So, mm. all of those ladies uh, logged for the full uh, 28 days. And then this was totally by chance, but the random name drawer uh, picked Brie. Oh. So, and that ended up working out good since oh, she was okay. our overall. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, Rochelle was our overall winner, and then Brie was our participation winner. So, all right. So, Ivy gift cards.
0: Everybody else that logged every day, you get like a B. Plus yes yeah oh so, <laughs> good job eighty eighty nine percent.
1: but no it's cool to see uh just yeah in sugar wad just like how we log our workouts so they would log their points for the challenge and then they a lot of people leave notes of like maybe things that like didn't go well or maybe mm-hmm. they had something unplanned come up so it was cool just to read through everyone's notes and especially when we got to the point of sharing their meals so f- mm-hmm. just seeing what people were eating and making different recipes. and stuff. Oh, gosh.
0: Faith brought up a thing the other, an idea the other day how she wants to do a day in the life of like what coaches eat. And I'm like, man, I will tell you that people, they just they don't want to know what I eat. <laughs> you know, <It's> very unexciting, <laughs> it's not exciting at all. There's like no secret to it. And I am not a cook at all. Like I am not a good cook. So like I, I was joking that people, they want to know what Kelly eats. Coach yeah, Kelly. Kelly would be a great person. Kelly is a cook. She makes recipes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and she does a lot of research. She's always, like, messaging me the new recipe she's going to try. And, like, she's got, like, names for her meals and stuff. She's like, oh, I'm making chipotle chicken (laughs) bowls and i'll be like what's that and then she'll describe it to me and i'm like oh i eat that every day but i don't have a name for it because i just mix my stuff all together and then there's like i don't have any like fancy names you know yeah i just (laughs) throw some ground beef with some taco seasoning yeah uh, potato broccoli
1: (laughs) mix it together and (laughs) Uh, so maybe really good though maybe we need to get kelly we should ever do an Instagram takeover. Well,
0: you know, Kelly also, she's been doing the... Um, well, Kelly's also my BFF, so it's so easy to just like, you know, talk good about her. But she's um, been doing the... She's still doing her nutrition uh, coaching um, or nutrition program. She's uh-huh. not the coach. But so she's really gotten into a good like rhythm with meal prepping and that sort of stuff. So I think like once you get into that sort of mindset, then you have established good routines. And so she's really good about thinking ahead, planning ahead. And I'm sure it helps to have like names of meals and like stuff like that to where you can like organize that stuff better and you can plan for the week. And so I do think it would probably be worth maybe like following her for her like meal prep day or something and just getting her ideas for like how she came up with it. Or even like a day
1: of travel with her too.
0: Cause she like has been, um,
1: I know like traveling used to be like kind of something that would throw her off course. And then recently it seems like she's got that figured out too. She's
0: been for traveling. She's been taking her breakfast and eating it in the hotel. So she's been making ahead. I would say probably usually she's doing like baked oats cause they're really easy to travel with and Mm -hmm. you can change up the toppings or you can even change up the flavor. Like you can make a pumpkin one and you can make, so it's not the same thing every time. And that I know she travels with that. The last time she traveled, she was in Chicago and that was a driving trip for her. So she was able to bring like a full on cooler. And so she was able to do her breakfast and lunch. Um, It is harder to, to travel with food. So you do, she does have to like think about that. Like if she's flying, I mean, and so, um, she would basically only like eat out for dinner and so she was able to like get her breakfast and lunch and so I think that that helped her a lot but we should talk to her about it instead of just going through me <laughs> <laughs> this is what we, we actually we don't, don't need
1: her to come on I'll just talk about we it We know what she does <laughs> now she would be a good one though to do like a Instagram takeover or to show like a day of travel or something. Kelly become an influencer oh on right Instagram. <laughs> right
0: she doesn't even get on Instagram so that's funny she does she has Instagram because I know that she follows like a lot of I think she gets a lot of her meal ideas and stuff like that from Instagram Instagram so maybe we need a list of the people she follows too (laughs) my problem
1: is when I find meals that like I want to make I find like 10 meals that I want to make and then I'll go to the grocery store and then I'll buy all this stuff and it's like you can't
0: you're only gonna make one or two and then the
1: other stuff will go bad or I'll forget like the meal that I want to make or I'll forget an important part of it and Uh it's just I just make it simple.
0: That actually it's- happens to me a lot too. If I do want to try something new, I'll have like some vital piece that like I don't have at my house. I was trying to make one time these like pump-
1: protein pumpkin muffins, and I kept accident. I like. Bought all the stuff for it. And then I realized I forgot, like, ba- I needed baking powder. So then I went to the store. I accidentally bought baking soda, which is not the same thing. And you cannot stuff <laughs> it out. And it was, and then I finally got all the stuff. Well, then I didn't have the right, like, muffin liners for oh. them. So then they got completely stuck in that. It was just a whole nightmare. I think I made them, like, five times before I got them done. And then I was like, this is why I just make my normal. Yes,
0: dude. I, am, I hate... I don't know what it is, but I hate making something and screwing it up and then just feeling like I wasted my time and kitchen's a mess. Right. And you're just (laughs) cleaning out muffin pans is the worst. too. You're like, this is so hard. That's why I stopped doing egg muffins. So I switched to doing egg bake in like a nine by 13 pan and just cutting it into squares. And if you need to make different flavors, cause that's the nice thing about the cups, right? Is you can put whatever toppings or vegetables, or you can do different things for what different people in your household like to eat. So instead of doing like one big nine by 13, you can do one just plain obviously. Mm. And, and then I, I've done it where I just made it plain. And then I, um, I made them into breakfast sandwiches, so then you can put whatever toppings you want on your breakfast sandwich. Um, but I also, you can take the, the eight by eights or like the nine by nine pans or like the smaller pans and you can make the same amount of eggs. You just split it into half. And then in one half, you can put like me and Isabel, we'll eat peppers and onions in, it, in our eggs. But the other half of my family doesn't want that stuff in there. So I can make one plain and one like jazzed up, Uh you know, so I've been doing that rather than doing the cups because the cups are so hard to clean out. Yeah, it's a pain for sure. Have you used your air fryer yet? Yes. (laughs) How do you like it? Um, I would say I need to kind of figure out better how to use it. It's super good for things that are frozen that you want to crisp Mm -hmm. up. But I wanted to just make some like chicken breasts in there, and they're like the frozen, like skinny kind. And I would say they kind of had a weird texture, and I was yeah. like, mmm. Maybe I need to figure out like they weren't defrosted, but they're just like plain chicken breast. So I'm wondering if those need to be defrosted before you can. Yeah, I haven't done a lot of them. meat in ours. I like potatoes is like my go. Yeah, yeah, potatoes for, like, totally easier. Like yeah, like oh, uh, you want to crisp up some veg vegetables. I actually haven't tried any vegetables yet. The kids are interested in me doing like some green beans and like broccoli and stuff. Green to beans see. is really are, are really good in there. Cause they get yeah, really crispy.
1: Yeah, I have heard. I think my mom told me this. Like. Supposedly, like steak is supposed to be really good in an air fryer. Hmm. I've never tried it, but I think it's
0: like Google it. Well, John cooks his in a toaster oven. I think every day, so (laughs) yeah. Interesting. Actually, I have. I want. Um, I have a lot of steaks, so I do have a lot of like freezer meat, and so I was thinking like for the winter, a good way to cook them. So I know that using like a cast iron skillet is definitely a good way to make a steak inside that you're not gonna like grill, you know, like put on the grill. But if you need to cook for a whole family, it's hard to you can't fit enough steaks like <laughs> in your cast. So I'm trying to like look up. I think they do make like cast iron plates that you can put on your stovetop. So I was gonna like look into that. We went uh
1: Kyle's family had they have a they call it the Weenie Roast every year. Mm-hmm. And uh we had that last Sunday and Kyle was like I don't like I'm not gonna eat a bunch of hot dogs like I want like legit food so he brought um some steaks and his mom had like a cast iron skillet but it was like super tiny and so he put these like two steaks in it it was like the most like absurd absurd looking thing they're like overflowing it cooked it it really good and uh so now I think next uh fall we're doing a steak fire steak and weenies whatever you want to call it yeah there you go. But it was funny. It was like the smallest cast iron skillet. Like the steaks barely fit in it. Yeah. But they
0: worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so anything else you wanted to say, like, about the challenge? Or when do you, do you have a plan to, like, do another challenge?
1: Um, I don't know. I was thinking maybe coming up, like, it's already going to be Thanksgiving, but maybe going into winter, doing, like, an accountability challenge. I just know with holidays coming up, it can be a crazy time. So Yeah, I mean, what did we
0: do last year? Did we do, like, a 12 Days of Christmas thing? Uh, so last
1: year we did an accountability challenge, and then we also did uh, a habit chat, like, the 12 Days the of habits. Christmas. Okay. Like, ha- 12 Days of Habits leaving – leading up to Christmas so maybe we'll we'll plan something just to do like in sugar wad that you can yeah
0: and the habits were things like get your sleep drink your water eat your protein basic things just to kind of
1: like keep you in routine going into the holidays just
0: as best as you can like trying to we always have we talk about those non-negotiables of like if you just have a, a one to three things that you're able to focus on it can at least keep you from going off the rails as much as maybe you would all or nothing mindset and kind of just help you get back into
1: routine a little bit faster than maybe you would so yeah might plan to do something like that just something simple
0: yeah so like in December maybe I mean I suppose you'll probably like post something about it if you do it cool and then we will do be doing bingo like that'll be in January yeah
1: like what we start at the middle yeah I think we it's like usually like middle of January we kind of let February. people
0: establish their beginning of the year routines and stuff like that and then bingo is usually like a 30 or like 30 days or it's yeah, like four think, to five weeks like I think
1: yeah we usually like give like a month to get it all done yeah or so, maybe a little bit longer just depending
0: I still have I have to come up with a t-shirt idea for it <laughs> we always do a wild t-shirt for bingo if you complete all the squares within the time frame and turn it in you get a t-shirt but only people who finish the bingo we get should bring the shirt. We should bring back. A lot of people really like the um,
1: ones that look like Bush Light. We should do that again for like the bingo ones. I oh. think that would be a good way to get people to want But what if they it.
0: already had that shirt? Do you suppose it was well, long, the long ago Light. they throw away <laughs> do them? The- <laughs> do the mountains? <laughs> yeah, well, Wait. Yeah. Okay. That would be different because like, yeah,
1: totally. I wore my warrior one not too long ago in hy and some, this lady was like, I see what you
0: did there. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So my kids, that shirt's too small for me now. I don't know what. Do so you need a new one. Size of shirt I got for that, but I haven't been able to wear it in like a really long time. So my kids wear it. And Isabel said every single time she wore it to school, someone would accuse her of wearing a bush light <sighs> and you, you can't wear shirts to school. That have beer on them. Uh-huh. That makes sense. So, <laughs> yeah. You're not allowed. Like, so you can't wear a Bushlight Light shirt to school. Um, so. Or maybe we, we should just look at some She'd always be like, it's Spid-Aid. It's spit aid <laughs> We should just look at,
1: like, some different logos beer and logos. see, like, what we can make Warrior Strength and Conditioning Okay, into. so we usually
0: try to make it kind of fun, you know, maybe kind of a little bit ridiculous just because, just to, like, show that it's, like, a special t-shirt. Um, and, you know, it's kind of a conversation starter of, like, where'd that shirt come from you know (laughs) and then yeah it's exclusive you only get it from
1: doing bingo yeah we have a
0: couple things like that like the camp you have to do the camp to get the t-shirt like that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. um just kind of makes it a little bit more special and like fun or whatever so um okay well I'll rack my brain uh if anybody has any ideas for the bingo shirts you can let me know but looks like we have one idea to maybe go with <laughs> one direction. <laughs>
1: Man, 800 gram challenge went good. Say awesome job to everyone who participated. Hope you got a lot of um, good tools out of it. Say there's a lot of educational mm-hmm. uh, videos and stuff. So
0: yeah, stay tuned for whatever we do next. Stay tuned for the next one. Yeah. Maybe try to do one in the spring, like something yeah, maybe. maybe. Okay, cool. Um, so the real reason you're here, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Uh we wanted to talk about the sweat programming now that we've been doing it for like a month. Or yeah, since to? we switched yeah, since we switched to yeah, the Yeah, so new we programming. got some new programming and we've also with this last part of the training block, the our regular strength and conditioning classes have also gotten a little taste of it because we've been doing the sweat workout on Thursdays instead yeah. of bitch work.
1: I think this was only the second week of that. Yeah,
0: I think you're right. Um so I would say most people have probably at least experienced it now. Um, all the sweat people have definitely been doing the programming for the last like month. Um, I've done it. I've actually, so Wednesday I almost was like, I could just take the day off. And I'm like, I saw the, what the workout was and it was a sprint style workout. And then I thought, Oh, I should definitely take this off and not go to a sprint. Cause that'll be terrible. But then I'm like, okay, for my research, I have now done all the types of the workouts for sweat. <laughs> so I have experience I can now draw from. So let's go ahead. Um, Like, let's talk about, like, why you made the switch. And then we can talk about the different styles of the workouts and the programming.
1: Okay. So, yeah. So I think the... Biggest reason we decided to switch things up with the programming is when we first started back up with sweat, we would always have like a strength piece and then our like conditioning piece, just like our normal like strength and conditioning classes. But with our strength and conditioning classes, we were always um, like we'd have our training blocks and we'd always be building off of like there are different strength pieces where sweat was just a little bit more random. Mm -hmm. It was just very general, just basic fitness. We weren't really like progressing each week like sometimes we'd see like the same lifts but i guess the best way to put it there wasn't like a huge rhyme or reason there wasn't like a direction yeah we had like our certain days of where we would trying to program it uh to be in line with our strength and conditioning classes so that way if you went to sweat one night and then went to our strength and conditioning class the next day you wouldn't be working like the same muscle groups so Mm -hmm. we tried to keep it in line with that but um definitely as a programming standpoint we're just we're kind of getting in like a slump of what direction do we want to take this? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we had found this style of programming that has a lift every day. And then it has the three different styles of workouts, which is the grind sprint and build. And, uh, Kyle had found it and we started looking into it and it had a lot of like that tempo style mm-hmm. training. And yeah, it just seemed like a good way to like put the direction of sweat, have, mm-hmm. I feel like with people know starting to learn like what the different workouts are, you just get like some more buy-in of knowing exactly what you're going to be doing opposed to just coming to a random class for the I day. I think
0: feeling like you have something to work towards too and like a point. Like I was kind of I was telling someone a, a more a strength and conditioning athlete like that didn't really realize that we had changed the programming for sweat and I was kind of going over it with them and I was saying that the different styles of workouts are sort of like the different feels yeah, that we yeah. give in our strength and conditioning class. And it just gives you a good direction for what weights to select, how fast to go, your pacing, how you should feel and what you can expect from the workout, I think. Yeah, I think
1: that's a really great way to put yeah. it, of, like, just, yeah, having that expectation of knowing, okay, it's a sprint day, I'm going <laughs> to... Push hard. I'm going to push hard, I'm going to pick a weight that I'm super confident in, that I can, like, stay moving with, where when we have, like, a grind-style workout, that's a longer one, that's what we've been doing on Thursdays, that's a little bit lower intensity, and, like, maybe you can push the weight a little bit because you're going to be moving a little bit slower through it. And then... Um, We have our build workout, which is our most popular one. That's you're either going to be building in intensity. You're going to be either building in weight. But uh, normally with those ones, you'll either start at like a shorter time domain and then the time domain will get longer or you'll start at a longer time domain and it'll get shorter. So yeah, you can build an intensity or weight. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that one's our most common one, I think, is the build one. We'll usually see that like twice a week.
0: Yeah, I'd say with the build one, you just have a lot just more variety of options. Um, the two different styles of build that I did was we built each round went up Mm -hmm. and within the working window. So we had like a five minute work window, or I don't know the exact number of minutes, but you had like three different rounds that were going to be seven minutes long. And you started at two reps each time. And then you did, the next time you got back to that, you did four and then six and then eight. And so you built it within the round. And then the other one I did was you did the full five minutes. It was like three reps of each. And then the next five minutes, it was six reps of each. And then the last five minutes it was 12 reps of each. And like, I was dying, and you definitely underestimate how hard it is to do 12 <laughs> reps of something with tempo. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And I'd already done two rounds like before. So it's definitely sort of like a little bit of trickery, I felt yeah, like. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, because I think it is maybe kind of, until you do a few of those workouts, maybe hard for you to decide what weights to do mm. because obviously only doing three at a time is a lot easier than hanging on to a full set of like 12 or like whatever, nine. Well, then once that
1: volume accumulates too and... Yeah. So it's like, yeah, maybe your first amrap of it you're only doing like sets of three but then it's like that volume still accumulates so then now when you're adding like three more reps and Mm -hmm. get that muscular overload for sure but Mm -hmm. yeah i've really um enjoyed coaching it it seems like a lot of people have really liked the style of training um that tempo has been no joke and i think a lot of people have realized that on thursdays too (laughs) with switching the workout for those but uh Yeah. It's been really good. And what's really nice with that tempo too, is just you get that mind body connection. So just the way people move, I guess looks so awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other thing too, is like, you don't have to go as heavy. So you can still, maybe if you're someone that's not as comfortable with those heavier weights, you can keep it a little bit lighter, just really slow it down and get the most out of it.
0: I feel like after doing a lot of tempo work with lighter weights, you just feel so good when you're done. You don't have this really big, like beat down feeling to where, man, I've been throwing around these heavy dumbbells this whole time. Mm -hmm. It's like I can get a very measured good workout in with a little bit lighter weights. And like, you can definitely feel the burn and the soreness. Like, I mean, even in our regular strength and conditioning classes, we've been adding a lot of tempo to our lifts just for that reason, just that you can, I mean, well, first of all, it builds a lot of strength because The more time under tension, the more strength you're going to build. The harder your muscles are actually working to go slow. And so for anyone who's like, oh, well, I'm going lighter. I'm not going to be able to get stronger. That's just, it's not the case. You're actually going to. And the other thing about the time under tension too is that's how you actually grow your muscles. So there's kind of a little bit of a maybe confusion or like misconception when we say get strong and build muscle, it's actually two separate things, right? Yeah. So building your muscles to get more, that that's how you're going to get those aesthetics that you want. Like maybe getting those defined shoulders, you actually need to build the muscles to like get that. Does that make sense? <laughs> Are you guys getting it? Let me know. <laughs> right. Let us know. Um, can I think you wh- agree with what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I think what's really cool
1: with the tempo too is just, um, so you can really focus on like the muscles that you're using. And one thing I always think of, so Um, A lot of times people, they always want to work on their core. Like they always want to do extra core work, um, trying to get those abs. Mm -hmm. And the thing is with when you're doing like your standard lifting, like if you focus on isolating like those core muscles, like it is a core workout Mm -hmm. too. So um, that's one thing that I really feel like with that tempo training is just really using all of those muscles and you're getting so much more out of it. So if we're doing something that's more arm focused, like you're still working like your legs, your core, just because you have all that tension.
0: Yeah, it is true. Um, everything is a core exercise, you guys, because you have to stabilize yourself. Yeah, if you're whether not you stabilized, have, that's when you're going to get hurt. Whether you have <laughs> weights overhead, weights on your shoulders, weights on your back, weights holding them down, you have to stabilize that. And, and to go slow, you're using every muscle to, like, control those weights on the way down. And um, yesterday, we did the Devil's Press mm-hmm. tempo, which I've actually done, like, the tempo burpee. So, where you go, like, slow on the way down, like, the tempo push-up, like, part of the burpee. And then I've done the cleans, like, slow on the way down. But it was definitely... I like that whole, like... I don't know. I feel like I'm doing... It's sort of like a cadence to it. You get like a rhythm to like go slow on the way down, and then you can pop it up fast, and then it's, like, slow on the way down again. I don't know. I just – I liked it. I like it. I like that combo. That's a – so yesterday's workout, um, I did it at noon class, and I really liked it uh, with the
1: Tempo uh, Devil's Press. And Kyle, he took a rest day yesterday, so he was just asking me, like, how the workout went. And he's like, you know, I I was worried it was going to be a little repetitive since it was 25 minutes long, and you're only doing those two movements. But I was like, man, you had to, like, use your brain so much, though. Like, you're um, just – Focusing on what you're doing, I was like, I think it went it the 25 minutes was definitely long, but it was like a good long, like it it went by fast. I
0: I mean, I would say you kind of fell into a rhythm with it. I did look up at the clock and realize only 10 minutes had passed, like around 15, and I was just like, oh my gosh! But then the next time I looked, it was like way we had like way less time left. Um, I think I didn't use super heavy weights for my devil's press, so I think it allowed me to get a little recovery, so I could push the calories a little bit harder so it kind of felt like interval training in a way um because you could definitely go fast on your 20 calories or Mm -hmm. if you didn't or if you wanted to do a more like sustained style or like measured pace on your calories you could do that too um I had a little bit of a hard time counting. There was one time where I definitely lost count. So I was like, well, what's the difference? I'll just do like one more rep. And then there were a few rounds where I got back on the bike. And for the first like five calories, I argued with myself and whether I did four reps or five reps. Um, So then the next round, I would tell myself, I'd be like, just count out loud in your head super loud like in your head every time you throw the dumbbells up overhead so then the next round i would be super good at making sure i was like i'd throw my throwing and in my head i'd be like one <laughs> <laughs> that's i always had to count when it was like up overhead and once i for- established
1: like my tempo too then i wasn't like thinking about i started getting yeah. into that like flow of like i
0: knew yeah. when i was like slowing down i didn't count the tempo but it's and this is true for Devil's Press in general. So I don't think it was the tempo that threw me off at all because I've been doing tempo work for a long, 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 long time. And so I don't get thrown off really counting the tempo. Like, because I know a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm counting the three, two, one, and then I forget what number of, like, yeah. rep I'm on. I I pretty much know my tempos for, like, a three-second. It's a little slower. Like, I just already know what that tempo is in, in my head. Um, I just screw up doing like a double movement. That is, that is one movement. So like anytime I would do a devil's press or maybe like a burpee box jump or like a burpee pull up, I will sometimes find myself counting the burpee and the pull up and I'll realize it. But in the middle of doing the work, you get scrambled pretty easily. (laughs) (laughs) And so I would say it was more like I would accidentally count the burpee and then I would also count the snatch like overhead and I would realize I was doing it. But then I would be like, but wait, but what number am I on then? And so you this, you're <laughs> like, I know I always do that. And then I'll just do, like one extra. And yeah. Like, Whatever.
1: It's fine.
0: Yeah. So I would say it's more that doing like a burpee and a snatch. It's just you just naturally count both things on accident. Mm-hmm. Not that like the tempo really like threw me off. But when it's funny
1: <laughs> too. like it's I find this and every now and then like when I'm coaching, like you'll just have like a weird like moment of like where you like space for a second of like maybe you're not like thinking of like the counting and then you're like where am I at the other night during sweat I don't even know why I'm admitting this but we were doing (laughs) that uh so we were doing it was the I think it was a was it sprint workout where we were doing the yeah it was the wall or med ball thrusters oh Wednesdays I was in that class and the jumping pull-ups so we were doing 90 seconds of work 90 seconds of rest and it was for six rounds Mm -hmm. I randomly at like in which I go to bed at like eight thirty nine. So I'm starting to get like tired around like the six thirty (laughs) six forty five. I randomly had this like split moment where I thought I set the interval clocks for a minute fifteen and I was like, Oh my gosh. Cause I, for some reason, like the 90 seconds just seemed like it went by so fast. It did. And yeah. I was like, I looked up at the clock and I was like, oh my God, I so- I think I only set the clock for like a minute 15 and I was having like this mini panic attack. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, if I did that, I'm just going to, I was trying to do the math in my head. Like I'm going to make them do like an extra round. Yeah. Like I am going to make this into a joke, whatever. And then it <laughs> went to the next round and it was 90 seconds. It was 90 seconds at work yeah. and 90 seconds of
0: rest. And it was just like what? Like it was the weirdest mind thing ever. Like it was so weird. I have done stuff like that like that to myself coaching to where you look up and you think the clock is going up but it's going down and then you're <laughs> like you're like oh my gosh, I set the wrong time and then you like you stare at it for another couple of seconds and you're like, Oh no, 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 it's right. It's going the right direction. Or like anytime I've ever used the clock on the opposite wall, which we've, you know, used that a lot when we would do like outside workouts. So you can see the clock like from outside or whatever. Uh-huh. Or sometimes if we run like heats and we set both the clocks, I will look at the clock over by the one we usually use by the TVs and it won't be working. And then I'll momentarily panic. Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, the clock isn't going. And then I remember that like, Oh no, I set the other one, idiot. And then you're just like, okay. And you just have, like, that little mini, like, yeah. panic attack of, like, ah, there is seriously. I screwed this up. Oh, no. There
1: is no worse feeling. Like, it happens very rarely, but that every now and then, like, when you set, like, the interval clock and for some reason it will only do, like, one interval When you actually do screw it up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is the worst feeling when you look up and you're just, like, ah. Yeah. Usually the, the only time that uh, there's, usually the only times that that has happened, like, it will, uh like not restart the interval, it always has been in my favor of somebody will be on like a machine or something. So then I can see how long that they had been going on the machine before like their next thing. So then you're able to like
0: start the clock yeah. and like know the time domain. I've screwed I've it up I've gotten very lucky with Usually, that. actually, I did it on one where the intervals were like pretty important and they I couldn't go off anytime. So I just... People got an extra, like, 20 seconds yeah. of rest and, like, whatever. It'll it be always works out <laughs> fine, but um, the worst feeling. Yep, totally, totally, totally i have done that. But anyway, back to sweat programming. So you – I didn't actually realize you were doing a lift, like, necessarily every day. Yeah. So are you doing, like, the same lifts every day or are you mixing up the lifts or is it just, like, like how are you um, doing
1: that? So we – some of the some of the times it will be the same. What lifts uh, have you
0: been doing too?
1: Uh we've been doing uh Bulgarian split squats. We've done uh, I have a love hate with those. Tempo those are push-ups. such a good movement,
0: but they hurt so much. We're doing a
1: lot of uh rack chins. Uh we've been we doing deadlifts. Deadlifts, thrusters. I will say we've been uh haven't we've or we haven't been progressing like every week. Usually we've been mixing it up, but it is usually some variation of like upper body or like legs. And then with that, like prescribed tempo with mm-hmm. it and then, cause sometimes too, like we'll have like certain workouts that will have uh, the lifts in the workout yeah. too. So um, yeah, that it's been be like helpful. a mixture with it. Yeah. But so yeah, not it's-
0: necessarily building off the lifts, but thinking about pushing, pulling arms, legs, yeah. like that sort of stuff. And like mixing it up like in that sort of way yeah and okay. there's
1: like there'll be like a lot of like repeat movements whether it's like in the workout or in the actual lift so people will start getting an idea of like what they yeah. can do
0: I've actually and, done split squats twice I think and
1: yeah well we had them in our
0: sweat. strength and condi- yeah, we oh. have, yeah we have
1: done the split squats twice in sweat okay we have done those so um yeah it's just kind of like a mixture but there will be like some repeat lifts too i will say shout out to sweat so when we first started sweat like back it'll be coming up a year now since we the end of november is when we first started it back up so we're coming up on a year when we first started sweat we realized that we needed a lot more like 10 and 15 pound dumbbells Mm -hmm. and um so we ordered like quite a few more sets and i have been noticing like the last like couple months like We've barely even been using those. So that's been really cool to see, like that people. Well, it's mm-hmm. now starting to get into like the 20s, the 25s. Oh, the I was in 27. class.
0: 27.5. I almost said last night, but I meant Wednesday night and all the 20 pound dumbbells were gone. Yeah. All those sets of 20s. I ended up, I wanted to go up and wait a little bit. I didn't know how much weight to do for the thrusters because, like, A three-second pause at the bottom and a three-second pause at the top sounds terrible. So I just started with 20s because I'm like, I don't even know what I can do. But after a couple of rounds, I'm like, oh, I could definitely like go heavier. So I walked over to get heavier dumbbells and someone was like, oh, are those twenties? Are you going to put those back? And then they like took my twenties and then I had to skip all the way up to 27.5s <laughs> because all the 25s were gone too. <laughs> I know <that's> how I'm, <laughs> I'm
1: like, I think we're going to need some more, like we need to get some more 25s. And so, yeah, so that was just really cool. Cause I do remember when we first started, um, sweat back up. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like we like, need way more 10s and 15s mm-hmm. and uh, those are always like the weights that would be gone and we so we ordered quite a few more pairs and now those yep. weights are always left so yeah
0: yeah 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 it's it's a big step to go up to the 20s for sure mm-hmm. um is my daughter isabel's is kind of like when she was doing crossfit or like strength and conditioning classes full time it was always like a thing with her to be able to move up to that next set of dumbbells. Like when she first started, you know, and had to do tens, she was like embarrassed. Well, I have to use the lightest dumbbells. Like this is like so lame. Well, then when she moved up, she was like, oh no, I use 15s now all the time. Well, then when she got to a point to where like some stuff, she could use 20s. She was like, well, now I'm never going back down again, you know? And I'm like, mm, I think you should – I think those were too heavy, you know? But, like, just being able to – it was a big, like, milestone to, like, be able to get to the next set of dumbbells. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. No, it's cool to see.
1: And that's a, um. so it's been really cool. So Brie, because she uh, – when her work schedule – it's different. Like she'll come to sweat at six and she's not going yeah. to get off in time. And, uh, so we do like a lot of dumbbell stuff and sweat. And so she's been getting a lot more comfortable with like the 35 pound dumbbells. Mm-hmm. And she told me she did the strength and conditioning class the other day that had the box step ups. It was like the calories, bu- burpees and box step ups. And she did it with the 35 pound dumbbells. I was yeah. like, that's freaking awesome. It like is
0: for sure. I have also noticed all the dumbbell work whenever, Sometimes a sweat person will come to a strength and conditioning class. I'm amazed at how b- well they do with the barbell. It's just like how much it just transfers. transfers right over. They're able to do like not heavy weights, what I say, but just heavier than what I would expect them to be able to do with not really having experience. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: I was like, wow. Well, that's a um, and because we have like some sweat members that. Are able to with their schedule, they can go to like some strength and conditioning classes. So like they're kind of getting the mixture of the dumbbells and the barbells. Yeah. And I've had some comments of like, oh, I like the barbell more. Like it felt easier. And I'm like, yeah, because you can't like it is easier because you have uh, it's nice and balanced. Yeah, So it's more balanced where it's like you can't
0: hide from the dumbbells. So yeah. Well, the dumbbells just require a lot more stabilizing muscles and then you always have one arm that's <laughs> you know? not as good as the other and so you're yeah, I see like they're
1: going like for like the push press or something <laughs> you have that one that won't yeah, want to lock out yeah
0: you always have that one that's a little slower and like stuff like that so um yeah we've talked about that before how well I think the dumbbells are just a super good tool for fitness and strength and how much it does I think it it lowers the barrier to entry like to do like start with dumbbells for a dumbbell clean so like floor to the shoulder than it is to start with the barbell the barbell takes a lot of technique well and like just
1: mobility too where the dumbbells, like you're able to get like in position a little bit easier like getting your elbows up and through opposed to where
0: that barbell it can really limit that yeah so so my point was just that by by not being afraid of the dumbbells it actually allows you to work on your technique and get strong in like a doing a power clean or doing like a clean because then once you get to the barbell it's just not as scary like yeah. you've been throwing these dumbbells around you've been or you've already used to the movement and so I feel like it's almost a better place for a lot of people to start anyways is just like you know dumbbells. I, I actually just, hate dumbbell clean, by the way. <laughs> it's a good way to
1: build that body awareness. And there's something about just being able to go grab a different pair of dumbbells, opposed to like having to strip weight on and off that can make it a little bit less intimidating. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree. Dumbbells are less intimidating, which is weird because they are, they are like definitely different, like more, they're, they're harder to, throw them around because, you know, the muscles that you have to use, but they're easier that they don't require as much, like, technique.
1: Yeah, you don't have to, like, think about them as much.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. So do you think, have you been getting, like, feedback? Are they all like, we don't like this or Uh, we love it? (laughs) No, I I think people have really been joking. They're pretty honest. I think – like how
1: we had said in the beginning, I think people like knowing, uh, how to expect of how they're going to feel like with the workout. So when I'm like, all right, it's a sprint workout. Like people know, okay, I'm going to be hitting it hard. That heart rate's going to get up. I think
0: that's one <sighs> thing with the sweat type people, especially, well, newer people have this problem in general, but like bringing intensity. So have you found that calling it a sprint workout and designing it in a way so that people can yeah, like, I actually
1: think- go fast? Yeah. I feel like, um, with just having the different style workouts with people knowing what to expect, I have been able to see, or I have been seeing people like bring some more intensity mm-hmm. that maybe previously wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause like they're kind of starting to learn in which it could be just from been doing it a little bit longer. So I'm starting to learn how to pace and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, with those workouts, like the sprint style workout, it's, you're usually working a time domain and then you're going to get a, to rest right after yeah so you always know you're gonna pretty get pretty short
0: like a minute to 90 seconds maybe because yeah. so, it's, it's hard to sprint any longer than that yes
1: <laughs> so uh i think with just knowing that like with having those time domains they just know like okay i'm gonna work this amount of time and then i'm gonna get a rest right after mm-hmm. it where if you have something that's like this long of an amrap it's hard to know how to pace it so yeah. um i feel like people have been able to like bring the intensity a little I bit think more
0: knowing that your rest is coming up allows you to keep pushing because, yes. like. When I was doing the sprint workout, I was just like, I need to work. 90 seconds is so short, and then I'm going to get a rest. So there was no reason to, like, rest within the 90 seconds. I will say doing six rounds started to get hard. I did I did hang on to my pace. I got the same number of reps in each round. Um, but I would feel it at, like, I think I would get, like, two rounds in and when I was on my med ball thrusters for the second round, I would feel my heart rate spike, like around like rep five. Uh And then I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I just got to push through these like five more reps. And I would look up at the clock and I would have like 20 seconds to go. And so instead of like, normally I would rest right there. I would just try to turn around and start doing some more (laughs) jumping pull-ups because I just knew that it was like going to be over soon. But yeah, that second round of the med ball thruster, I would just, I would feel that heart rate spike and it was so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So just like if, if it would have been a longer interval or if it would have been like an AMRAP, I would have rested each time after that. You know what I mean? Or maybe even not done the set unbroken, or like, so I do think that it does help like bring, allows you to. Push through it. Yeah. When maybe you would normally wouldn't.
1: And that's it. Those uh, when we do our build style workouts. So normally with those, you'll have um, some rest in the middle of it, too. So like it might be like I think last or this week we did. It was like a seven minute AMRAP and then it was a five minute AMRAP and a three minute AMRAP. Um, what's nice sometimes having those rest intervals too of while you're still kind of figuring out like what weights and stuff mm-hmm. to use, it's like, okay, if you need to make any adjustments, you can go do that during that rest period. Mm-hmm. If maybe that you felt like it was too easy for you, or maybe you're not gonna be able to hold on to that mm-hmm. weight, being able to make adjustments with mm-hmm. it in the middle of the workout.
0: Yeah, I like the rest and the build ones too. It's more of a so usually when your intervals are like the same ratio. You're usually looking for more like sustained pace. Mm -hmm. But I would say when it's a short interval, like a minute to 90 seconds, you're probably going to be able to push a little bit harder. But an interval that's like five to seven minutes long, you can't sprint that whole time. So like the goals on those are to be more like consistent or more like sustained pace. Yeah, Yeah. and then
1: maybe uh, depending like how the workout's structured. So it's like that first round kind of figuring out like how it's feeling mm-hmm. and then um, you get your rest and then maybe it's picking You realize, OK, I could maybe go a little bit faster and mm-hmm. then just building up that intensity.
0: Yeah, maybe I kind of lied with that because I'm thinking <laughs> what happened with me was on those. I was able to do a little bit of a reach pace, not a sprint, but like a reach pace, because mm-hmm. my goal each time with the build would be to like beat my previous score. So I would try to go a little bit faster so I think it with more experience with each amrap it allowed me to like be like oh yeah I can push harder I can push harder I can push harder um so yeah I would say I lied when I said that that is probably (laughs) a little bit more designed for you to be able to like do a reach like a little bit of like a a little bit of like a reach pace, Yeah. I
1: kind of build that confidence like everyone yeah. with it. Yeah. And that's it too with our, it just depends like what uh, the workout is, but sometimes like our, with our build workouts, they will have like a tempo lift in it. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, all right, on the certain movements that you're doing tempo, you're focusing on that quality of like keeping it nice and controlled and then there might be like some calories or something Mm -hmm. where you're going to push that pace and then Mm -hmm. just yeah it just depends on that workout and that's what too. say we are only I think about like a month into this new style of training Mm -hmm. so I think it'll be fun to um just keep experimenting yeah keep
0: doing different like styles of things and kind of see um what people like and then the grind one it lives up to its name I'm telling you Every time I've done one, I'm like, yes, yes, I'm definitely grinding <laughs> through this. I could feel it. Like they're usually longer. And then on um, the Get first. Longer one, or lower intensity? Yeah, but the lower intensity stuff still sucked. Yes. Like we had to do the first grind workout that I actually, the first workout that I ever did with this new style was the grind. And I did 20 jumping pull ups. And then it was like five dumbbell cleans with the tempo on the way down. Yep. I and remember. then I had to row 20 calories. And then hold a farmer's hold for one minute, which like none of that sounds like, oh, how is that a grind? People, I am telling you that the jumping pull-up spiked your heart rate. Then you had to go slow on the dumbbell cleans and you had to hang on to those dumbbells for the, all those five reps Then you had to get on the rower and you had to hang on to the handles and you, you had to like push your pace a little bit for those 20 calories. Like you couldn't like lollygag it at right. all because we were sharing. So like someone's going to come up on you and be like, why are you going so slow? I'm waiting now for you. So you had to like not go slow. And then you had to stand there while you're breathing hard, holding dumbbells <laughs> with your grip again for a full minute, which sounds short, but it was so long. <laughs> and each time I was just like, I look over at the clock and there was still 19 minutes left. And I was just literally like, I don't know how I'm going to keep doing this, but. I did because it was a grind and so I just was like mentally in my head I'm like this is the point of the workout so just keep going. (laughs) Yeah I like
1: the grind one so that's what we've been doing on like Thursdays in our strength and conditioning classes the
0: grind style so. Yeah which yes last night's was definitely a grind too. Yes. It was hard to know how to pace it at first, and then it was a long time. You got a lot of rounds, like, in there. I think I did. I got 180 calories, so I did nine rounds of that, so it was yeah. a lot. That's
1: <laughs> how many calories I got. Oh, oh
0: <laughs> um, I was looking at it at the scores, like, after class, and I was like, gosh, some of these bitches got 200 calories, and then Tracy was next to me. She's like, um, I got 201. I'm, like, hey. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're some bitches then. <laughs> But yeah, I think if you wanted to work really hard on that machine, you definitely could have got like another round. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Th- this is th- these are ladies' numbers. I didn't look at the guys' numbers, so I don't know like about yeah, the. Yeah, I calories didn't. I haven't. so I didn't log my score. So what? I know. Oh my gosh. Yes, I've been trying to make sure I log my scores for every single thing. So. Um, Okay, so there's a three different workouts the grind, the sprint, mm. and the build. Yep, and then we have the lift that we do our And lift then the lifts, and it's a lot of tempo. Yep. Which we just, this is just like a recap, you guys, in case you got lost in all tempo this. Tempo is saying. the best. Tempo allows you to use a little bit lighter weights, but get a lot of time under tension so that you can actually build in strength and grow your muscles. Anything else that you wanted to say like about it? Um Yeah, not. I don't really know if I got anything else, but
1: yeah, I say it's been I've been really liking the training. It's uh Really effective, great way mm-hmm. to build that lean muscle mask with a really low risk of injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been really awesome to see just everyone like progress to get out of their comfort zones, like
0: starting to try a little bit heavier dumbbells. And people kind of like trusting you and getting on board and, yeah. that, you know, like, right? I mean, because like when you, did you tell them you were tra- changing no, or did you no. just sort of like start doing stuff and they didn't even notice? <laughs> and no, are we are telling them now. We started,
1: no, yeah, it wasn't like, uh, all right, everything is, because it's not, crazy it's not crazy no different. it's not crazy yeah. different than what we were doing it just has a little bit more like purposeful the structure yeah yeah because like we like I said like what we were doing in the past like there was a rhyme and reason with it like we would make sure we're doing like
0: you mix it up yeah legs
1: arms push pull all that stuff um but now it's just a little bit more purposeful and I feel like people can get more of a buy-in just because they know what to expect looking mm-hmm. at it and then
0: yeah which is what we think people like in our strength and conditioning when we do our training blocks, and we always do a recap episode or like a what do we call the pre-cap? What do, what would you call that? Like a when, when we do the episodes in advance, <laughs> and we pre-cap tell people like good. what to focus on, and uh, I'm just making up words on the pod. Precap.
1: cap <laughs> But yeah, so we've only been doing it for a month. Um, we'll have to do like another recap. Pre-cap yeah. uh, after, after we keep Maybe going. Maybe get some but.
0: feedback from some people in yeah. the class. Like, a lot of those people have been doing the sweat class for a full year, too. Uh-huh. So they they're still here after a year, like, working through it and yeah. still a part of the class
1: and everything, so...
0: That's always really cool
1: cool to see because there's been, it's just like in our regular strength and conditioning classes of like when you have someone that like first starts and maybe like they struggle with like squatting or maybe even just like doing a full range of motion sit up and just to watch that progression is the coolest thing ever.
0: Yep, definitely. All right. Well, um, we're glad that people are enjoying our programming and I don't think we have anything else to say, so. We'll see you guys in the gym. Goodbye.